You're listening to a news story on the audio version of The Taiyi. Thanks for listening. The Taiyi is a nonprofit newsroom that is funded by our audience. So, if you appreciate this article and you'd like to help us do more, head on over to support.thetaiyi.ca and become a Taiyi builder. You choose the amount to give, and you can cancel any time. Athabasca U President Firing, Board Members Raise Questions By Charles Russnell, February 2, 2023 The president of Athabasca University, Canada's top distance learning institution, appears to have been fired Wednesday without a vote by the entire board, the TAI has learned. Two board members, speaking on condition of anonymity, said they weren't notified of Wednesday's meeting and only learned about the firing of President Peter Scott when a news release was issued Wednesday afternoon. If I missed the memo or something, maybe, but I'm not aware that there was a meeting this morning, one board member said, and as far as I know, there was no vote this morning. A second board member said he shouldn't be spilling the beans, but I'm just so pissed off about what happened here. Reached by phone Wednesday evening, board chair Byron Nelson, a Calgary lawyer, insisted the firing of Scott was a proper vote based on our bylaws. He said he contacted every board member but he refused to say if everyone had voted. I mean, some people can choose to either support, oppose, or abstain, or people can choose not to vote in the course of a meeting in the approval process, but everybody participated, he said. Challenged again with the fact that two members had told the TAI they were unaware of the meeting and had not voted, Nelson responded, I am saying that we had a vote as per our bylaws that was in line with our governance rules, and, it was, binding. The firing of Scott brings to an end a concerted, sometimes shambolic, campaign by Alberta Advanced Education Minister Demetrios Nicolades to force Scott and Athabasca University to move more staff to the town of Athabasca to improve economic development in the area. The Taiyi learned Scott first found out that Nicolade's hand-picked Board of Governors was searching for a replacement, and that he had been fired, when he was contacted by Nelson on Wednesday. The firing comes about three weeks after the passing of Scott's wife, Fiona Brooks, an academic executive who worked in New Zealand. She died in Australia after a short bout with cancer. Scott is in Australia on leave and declined comment. He was in Australia not long ago for his wife's funeral, so this is, to say the least, heartless and soulless, said Sir John Day, a former university board member, when told about the firing Wednesday. Peter was very popular and a lot of people had invested great hopes in him. This is a massive loss for the university. In a statement issued to university staff moments after Scott had been fired, Nelson said Scott would be replaced by Dr. Alex Clark the university's dean of health sciences. This is an important decision and comes at an important time of growth and needed stability, the statement said. Dr. Clark was a leading candidate in our recent and thorough search for a new president. Using an executive placement firm, we followed an extensive and exhaustive search that involved multiple steps and included numerous international candidates. Dr. Clark has impressed the board with his vision of leadership, his strong credentials, and his commitment to the community. That Nelson noted Clark's commitment to the community is telling. The genesis of the dispute was Nicolade's insistence that the university abandon its near-virtual strategy, 
which allows senior administrators, including the president, professors, and other staff to work remotely from across Canada. Beginning in March last year, Nicolaides demanded Scott and the board instead produce a plan to force the relocation of hundreds of employees, including Scott, to the town, 150 kilometers north of Edmonton, to bolster the region's economic development. Nicolaides, however, evidently had not consulted anyone before issuing the demand because, as experts pointed out, it would be logistically impossible for the town to accommodate an influx of that magnitude. The town's mayor said they had not asked for that many people to be moved there and didn't want them. Still when the board balked at the forced relocation directive, Nicolades fired former board chair Nancy Laird and replaced nearly the entire board by December. Nicolades issued an ultimatum that 30% of the university's staff, and nearly half its senior executives, must move to the town within three years or he would slash their funding. That was subsequently whittled to four key senior executives and 30 new hires. In response to that directive, the university's vice president of finance and its chief human relations officers both chose to leave the university. The university currently has a hiring freeze so it's not known how the directive to have 30 more people live in the community will be fulfilled. Nicolades did not respond to a request for comment. Experts in post-secondary governance and distance learning called Nicolade's ultimatum an unprecedented political overreach that may cause the university's collapse. Several senior university executives had said they would quit rather than move to the town. The Thai contacted two senior executives Wednesday. Both said they wouldn't move, even if it was required to keep their jobs. I am not currently in a position to move, said business dean Lisa Watson. In another year or so, I would see where I was at and consider it then, but for my family's situation I will not be moving in the near future. I am disappointed in the firing of Peter Scott and I am horrified by the timing, Watson said. University of Toronto professor Glenn Jones called Nicolade's ultimatum the most egregious political interference in a public university in Canada in more than 100 years, and he said it could threaten the university's survival. Jones said Athabasca University is commonly regarded as a world-class open university. He said the university's vision to go near virtual was highly innovative and was warranted at a time when the entire world has just experimented with working from home. On Wednesday, Jones said Scott's firing would have been the board's decision. I'm not saying it's not without influence from the minister, Jones said. I obviously have no sense of that but it must clearly be related to the controversies that took place several months ago now and the assumption obviously is the board is not satisfied with the direction that the university is taking and one would think that community pressure played a role in that. A group of townspeople, including the town's mayor, had lobbied Nicolades and former Premier Jason Kenney to move jobs back into the town and they hired well-connected lobbyist Hal Danchilla who had worked on Kenny's election campaign, to press their case. Sir John Daniel, a world-renowned expert in distance learning, also said the directive would cause the collapse of the university in the short to medium term because of the number of people, senior executives, who would leave. I think the university is in for a period of fairly chaotic desertion of staff, depending on exactly what the government has imposed, which is still a bit unclear, Day said Wednesday. 
In firing Scott, Day said, the university has lost someone who had a real vision for what the whole distance learning technology development meant for higher education. Day said Scott understood, as did the previous board, that the university's survival depended on the need to remake the university with a focus on attracting national and international students. Because one of the keys to success in these distance operations is scale, because it requires a fairly large upfront investment to make it run well and Peter understood all that. In a video posted on YouTube Wednesday, New Athabasca University President Alex Clark said he and his family moved to Alberta 20 years ago from Glasgow, but he said his move to Athabasca University in 2021 had been life-changing. As president with an active residence in the town of Athabasca, I commit to growing AU's contributions near and far and reinforce the foundation that makes this possible. If you have information for this story, or for another story, please contact Charles Rusnell in confidence via email. Read more, politics. Thanks for stopping by the Taiyi today. Anytime you're in the mood to listen to important stories written well, we'll be here. And if you'd like to keep independent media going strong, head over to thetai.ca and click on the Support Us button to pitch in. Finally, big, big thank you to all of our Taiyi builders who made this story possible.